Hello and welcome to the Food Navigator podcast, your deep dive into the issues shaping the future of food. I'm Food Navigator journalist Flora Southey. Health and nutrition is well and truly on consumers' minds, with shoppers paying attention to fat, salt and sugar content on pack. But that's far from the only factor influencing purchase behaviour. Increasingly, consumers are seeking food that incorporates ingredients targeting holistic nutrition, whether that be aimed at improving sleep, stress, mood or digestion. Uh, health in general in snacking is continuing to grow, by the way, whereas health specifically in food and beverage is, is not growing as much anymore. It's like capped out because health is no longer enough. That's Alon Chen, CEO and co-founder of TasteWise, an Israeli startup that analyzes restaurant and delivery menus, social media interactions and home recipes online to help food and beverage innovators find opportunities on the market. Snacking is one category presenting opportunity for innovation with health and wellness front of mind. We asked Alon what's driving the health and wellness trend and how it translates into food innovation. I think that what happened during COVID is that people became a lot more conscious about their health and wellness. And I think, you know, a big aspect of health and wellness is simply the fact that uh, we hear about it a lot more. Um, So consumers today, they're spending, you know, hours and hours a day watching TikTok, YouTube, you know, getting uh, uh, content from uh, Google pushed to them with the articles. Their friends, you know, are snapping them, WhatsApping them, so many articles and, and, you know, tips and and tricks on, you know, how they can actually improve their well-being. And this is a new era, I think, for all of us as humanity, but for the food and beverage industry very specifically. So we're used to these days in food and beverage, you know, that the average consumer used to buy the same 100 SKUs in the grocer every, every other week. And now, you know, consumers are trying so many new things every single week. And this is only going to get more and more because if you spend more than a couple of minutes on TikTok recently, you probably noticed uh, how many people give you great advice on what you should be eating, what you should not be eating, and even down to the, like, how you should be eating. Should it be fast? Should you start with your fiber first and then your, you know, your protein and only then your carbs to reduce level of glucose? And so consumers are now talking about glucose level and, you know, insulin resistance. And they don't need to be old. They, they can be also millennials and Gen Z. And, and this is really an incredible time, but it's also extremely complex for the industry to respond. So what we're seeing overall health and wellness, you know, it's increasing. But here's the very shocking thing. While health and wellness are increasing, you know, health is not rising as much as we would have uh, imagined it is. So what exactly are consumers asking for? If health and wellness has moved beyond dieting and weight loss, what do consumers want from their food and drink? You know what? Consumers are so smart that they're not talking about general health. They're talking about their bloating and gut and about cleansing and detoxing. And they're talking about carb-free, sugar-free, cholesterol-free. So we thought that, you know, people were to be, would be talking about gen- general diets. That's no longer the case. And, and these new, new topics and concepts are rising by a lot. So, for instance, just... You know, if you're looking at snacking, healthy snacking, you see that 
actually gut health is uh, is one of the rising stars. You know, protein was always there and it keeps, you know, going up. Uh, new things uh, is, uh, you know, ingredients that they're using are Skyr uh, or cottage cheese. Cottage cheese is doing a big comeback, you know. Uh, new versions of cottage cheese, of low protein, great snack. You just, you take the product and you eat it with a, you know, with a spoon right from there. Or uh, people are, you know, starting to use egg white. Obviously, this is more in the in the high protein. And where you were talking about, about people snacking, and if you're looking at a more fresh perspective, uh, you would get uh, people talking, you know, 50% more this year about cleansing while snacking. So you get your celery, kale, spirulina. And I think, again, the, the, the bottom line of all of this is that Consumers and consumption is becoming a lot more sophisticated and granular, not just when people are eating, you know, uh, dinner or when they're really super conscious about their food, but almost every day with every bite. The snack market is currently dominated by high energy and high protein snacks. Given their prominence on shelf, we asked Alon what the future holds for the category. Uh, energy bars and um, high protein bars are not going to go away. They're still there, but people are trying to find new concepts and new snacks. You know, there's there's an exciting time. You know, even where you can see a lot of content today around high protein, where people take just the egg white and they whip it with you know with an electric small whipper, like almost like a coffee whipper, and they basically you know uh, fry it very lightly or put it in an air fryer and it's like it's a crazy snack and uh, and they don't eat sugar and it and it's also you know takes beautiful pictures but actually it's helping them it's helping them solve a real problem we couldn't have a conversation about holistic nutrition without delving into the gut and more specifically the gut microbiome for alon this marks a step into high level advanced nutrition probiotics is more advanced but but it's um, it's been there as a, as, as a solution for quite a bit. And we're now seeing prebiotics. So what comes before the probiotic to observe better, the, pro, uh, the probiotics, the prebiotics. And there we're seeing uh, um, tigerna and spirulina and again millet as, as, a, as a solution that people are, are using. Gut health is also a focus for Nick Vedaz, otherwise known as the pickles man. Nick is the founder and namesake of Vedaz Pickles and Ferments, which is part of the Complete Food Group. Vedaz makes kimchi and sauerkraut, and as his nickname suggests, pickles. We asked Nick where he sees gut health fitting into holistic nutrition, and also when producing these products at scale, how he ensures the good bacteria stays alive and well to have an impact on people's microbiome. You know, there's been a lot of talk of gut health in recent years and in fact funny enough people think it's it's a new kind of trend or it's on trend now but when i first started my fermenting and pickle business back in well about te- over 10 years ago 12 years ago so now people were talking about it to me then you know i started fermenting food and making pickles purely from a sort of chef's point of view wanted to make great products that tasted really good the bonus that they turn it turns out that they're really healthy and good for you is fantastic. So customers used to come up to me when I used to sell at the markets and say, "Oh yes, I want to get this kimchi because you know I hear it's really good for my gut health." And although I read obviously about that 
you know, I learned so much from my customers, you know, about all these different aspects of fermentation and the relationship between fermented vegetables and gut health in general. And people came to me and said about, you know, how it can impact the, the brain and, and your mood and all these things, immunity and so on. And there's been a lot of new research that, um, and peer-reviewed research, so it's, it can be taken very seriously, that, um, you know, all of us have this unique gut microbiome and that affects our the way we interact with food in terms of how we process food and if you have a healthy gut it can help you to digest and take on the nutrients and benefits of other foods in a more efficient way and i think that's 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 at the heart of it i think we used to make it in little barrels in small batches and so on but actually we do it exactly the same way now but just on a bigger bigger scale obviously and the same process that's been done and used for thousands of years is what we, we do and that that process of anaerobic lactic acid fermentation is um tried and tested and it works so it, it works on so many levels so it preserves the the food it brings the ph down to the right level so it's it's safe it adds flavor through the magic of fermentation i know it's scientific <laughs> but i still call it magic because it's an incredible transformation that happens to vegetables during the fermentation process and it allows all that, that healthy bacteria to remain. Now, you'll always see our products, for example, on, on, in the chilled shelves, in the chilled aisles at the supermarkets, because it's kept chilled, because it's a live, unpasteurized, naturally fermented product. Um, and that's how you can always tell. When you see, when you see uh, pasteurized products on the ambient aisles, you know that it's been pasteurized. So, you know, it's, that's the difference, you know. Now, you're based in the UK and you mentioned that you started selling in markets. Potentially a few years ago, kimchi was not really on people's radar and now you're moved into more conventional style retail supermarkets. Mm. Is that a sign that kimchi could be moving into the mainstream? Well, I think it, it is. It's it, it's through the door and it's it's shut it behind it. You know, it's 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 in there. It's in the mainstream. It's in the consciousness of of consumers because we've had such an increase in consumer awareness. And I, I think that's you know due to people like Tim Spector, whose Zoe project has has really sort of driving uh, new research into all these associated benefits of of gut microbiome and the relationship with what food you eat and how we're all unique that's been driving it it's been there in the background for years i mean my grandmother would put a half a half a bottle of milk on the windowsill in the sun for a few days <laughs> and then when it was really sour and kind of yogurty she would and ferment it you know she would drink it and we would always go how can you drink that granny you know and she lived to 93 so you know but it wasn't talked about in and it was discreet wasn't it these things and we do that with a lot of foods and a lot in a lot of cultures and the reason that we pick up on it now is because obviously we, with this global world everything's linked and we're on the internet we know so much more about each other's cultures food cultures and i think that's a really important thing that's driving this kimchi i think it ticks a lot of boxes in terms of what the ingredients you know garlic ginger chili all these things are known to have you know, health benefits, uh, vitamins and so on. The ferment, fermented side of it 
brings all that together and, and, and adds extra value. And it tastes so good too. Ola Schaumburg is CEO and founder of Just Legends, a food and nutrition startup based in Berlin, Germany. He too has observed a shift towards more holistic nutrition and works to cater to specific needs, whether that be improving sleep, hydration or energy levels. So I think uh, if, if we look back at nutrition over the years, I think we, we always looked at the body first. Like when we look back 10 years, 20 years ago, um, everyone was caring about the body. But for me, holistic nutrition really stands for the connection of body, mind and soul. And uh, I think physical health and mental health are deeply connected and we are learning more and more about that. I think we are developing products that are going uh, into all of those three areas combined as well. So, for example, for us, we create products that are healthy, that are low sugar, that uh, include um, essential minerals and, and vitamins for the body. But we also combine it with uh, functional ingredients and, and specific B vitamins for the mind. And then a great taste and overall experience for the customer. So that's more for the soul, basically. But Just Legends is not catering to absolutely everyone. The company has a very specific target market. We asked who they are and, from a nutritional perspective, what they need. So we uh, focus on casual gamers and professional esports athletes. So for us, uh, I think coming from a nutritional background, so I have founded the company um, in the food and beverage segment over 10 years ago. Um, I've spent a few years in sports nutrition. I think we, we uh, looked at a lot of target groups over the years and what yeah, got me into starting a, a supplement brand for gamers was really that it's a massive target group that is completely uh, underserved by nutrition companies, nutritional products, but even big FMCG companies. I think everyone understands that there are a lot of gamers out there, but um, many people still believe it's a niche, but I think especially if you look into younger target groups, so everyone from like 14 to 25 gaming is really a mainstream trend and i think it can uh, can have such a big impact on society i think in general one thing that we got to know in comparison to sports nutrition was really the education comes first i think many gamers have never used any supplements before so i think in sports nutrition, everyone understands what a whey protein is, amino acids probably as well, why magnesium is good for your recovery. Um, so you, you can launch products that people understand immediately. I think for us, um, the educational aspect was, was very important at the beginning. Why should you choose our product in comparison to a big brand energy drink that is full of sugar, for example, and, and artificial flavors? Also, uh, the needs obviously differ as well. I think. If you look at a typical gamer, they um, start after work, so it's already quite late, and then uh, most of them are playing nonstop for long hours, which means they have to concentrate for a long period. But it also means that they usually don't take a big break in between to cook, so I think the typical three meals a day kind of thing is, is quite disrupted with many gamers, so they take uh, small breaks in between for convenient snacks and drinks. And most of them uh, yeah, are, are looking at unhealthy options, and we want to provide an alternative there. I think the other topic that we see that is different is that many of them play deep into the night as well. So we have a combination of, I think, 
a disrupted sleeping rhythm, um, where sometimes you go to bed at 2 in the morning, sometimes it's a bit earlier when you don't play, and uh, yeah, sometimes uh, you go to bed at 6 o'clock in the morning because the game was, was uh, so fascinating for you. Plus you have a combination with that, uh, with the blue light exposure as well. So that obviously disrupts their sleeping rhythm. And I think that's, uh, that's a big difference there as well, both the concentration part, but also the sleeping part. Uh, and in addition to that, I think the smaller snack and drink breaks in comparison to larger meals. I'm really interested in your focus on sleep and recovery. Which ingredients are you using specifically to help gamers get more sleep? recover, you know, sleep well through the night, as you say, and not have this interrupted, disrupted pattern? So I think, I mean, sleep and recovery was one of the most fascinating topics for us uh, over the last two years since we started the company, because there was no benchmark out there. I think nowadays when you launch a product, there's always someone who did it before you, but we were the first like gaming nutrition brand to tackle the topic of sleep. There were a lot of healthier energy drinks, healthier snacks, meal replacements out there, but sleep um, was basically we started with, uh, with an empty sheet and, uh, and really focused on questionnaires with our existing customer base. Uh, so we developed a product um, that helps you sleep faster, sleep deeper, but that supports also your eye health. Um, so what I talked about earlier with the blue light exposure, I think fast, um, yeah, was just the perfect combination to, to tackle eye health, which is maybe a bit niche and unsexy to many people, because usually you think about your eye health when it's too late and not uh, beforehand, uh, but a more mainstream topic like sleep. Um, and we combined um, yeah, all sorts of different ingredients, so your classic magnesium, different vitamins, but also uh, melatonin, obviously a lower dosage of melatonin because it's still a supplement, it's not a pharmaceutical product, but we also use basically research-based patented ingredients from, from our supplier, so Afron Eye, for example, um, which is yeah, a saffron extract um, that has uh, different studies for eye health, and then all sorts of different superfoods um, that we put in there as well, so like passion flower. Um, so we really want to combine vitamins where you're, and research-based ingredients where you can obviously also do health claims on with superfoods like ginseng extract or passion flower that are a bit more alternative, but we believe can also bring um, a benefit to, to our target group. The health and wellness food as medicine space sounds ripe for innovation. And TasteWise's Alon Chen agrees. He sees opportunity for more sophisticated products that tap into the food as medicine trend to make their stamp on the market. The good news for all of us is that people understand the concept of food as medicine and, and functional food has been there for a while. But food as medicine is a more specific topic, is there to stay, and it's exciting times. Uh, and obviously, uh, it's, it's a great moment in time for for people to um, and for the industry to adapt and, and provide consumers with, you know, beyond the confectionery and, you know, the more chocolatey snacks and bars to actually come up with a, with a lot more exciting and healthier uh, versions. Uh, health in general in snacking is continuing to grow, by the way, whereas health specifically in food and beverage is, is not growing as much anymore. It's like capped out because health is no longer enough. I want things that actually are a lot more granular and sophisticated. 
in general, the opportunity for, for the food industry is to adjust, right? Um, to adjust, you know, product lines and, and understand that there is now a long tail of solutions consumers are expecting, uh, but there's also an opportunity to position and reposition your exist, existing products uh, for, this, for the different um, ingredients and experiences people, uh, people need. Well, as the food as medicine trend grows, that's what we hope to see on shelf, paving the way for a more personalized kind of nutrition. Thanks for tuning into the Food Navigator podcast. Please join us next time.